0: And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 220. I'm your host, Blaine Pudvay, and I'm joined up by my co-host, Matt Smith. Good evening. And Treg Wilson. Good evening. Well, boys, we've got lots to talk about in this episode. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the trade rumors that are going around and the Canadians GM search. But let's uh, let's kick it off with the trade rumors. Uh, the first one, we'll go with the easy stuff. Uh, ben Sherratt. Apparently, there are up to six teams who are interested in his services, uh, namely Florida as the top, most uh, most interested team. So with Ben Schrott, what are we expecting? Uh, Treg, what do you think? Well, if Tampa can
1: get a trade, a first and a fourth for Savard, uh, who, by the way, I think has been playing – fairly good hockey lately. I'm I'm not gonna throw him under the bus anymore. But uh at least you're gonna get at least a first for Shrot. The problem is is Florida does not have a first for next season. Um they have a 2023 first is the earliest first they have. So maybe a top prospect from Florida, maybe for uh Shrut. Um I'm not sure who's in their system or who, they, who who their top prospects are, so I'm not the one to ask about that, Matt. You
2: might right now, right know. now, the one guy that I'd be looking at if they don't have a first and they're not willing to give, uh, and Montreal doesn't want to wait till 2023, um, I'm looking at a guy like Anton Lundell. He's their oh, he's yeah. he's one of, right he's one of their young uh, young uh, centers. Yep. He uh, he checks a lot of the boxes the Canadians are looking for, and seeing that the fact that they've already got Barkov in their system, and they have. Um, they have um Sam Bennett who can play wing or um um center, and they've also got um uh Sam Reinhardt. How much are they going to continue to to play Lundell against you know third fourth lines? Maybe that could be something that could uh, could put them a little bit over the edge that's who yeah. I would start with that's who I would start with is and, and and try to Try to make a, a trade battle between a few teams. If, as soon, if his name came up, I take the deal.
1: Would you take him over a first next year?
2: I would. I would.
1: I, I think I would too, because if it's from Florida, you're picking in the twenties anyway. So at least with Lundell, you already know what you're getting.
2: Yeah, I would. I would 100 take him. There's other guys they have in their in their system that I'm sure they're good. They would dangle um, guys like a. Uh, Maybe like Denisenko or something, uh, who was a first Evan round Yeah, there's good, it was a Quebec born, or a Quebec born defenseman. Um, it's it's really hard to say, um, but that's who I would start with. And I'd say look at who you have in your system.
0: Yeah, and uh, I know the Rangers are also going to be another looking another guy for... that they have
2: in their system. I uh, just played for Team Canada, uh, Justin oh. Sortif. He's with them. He could be a guy that they might look at.
0: Well, you kind of pause there. You're like, I don't the think it would be, be a Sherrod
2: type trade, but it could be It could be a, a name that could go out there as part of a package. Sure. I,
1: thi- I think if they don't get a first, they're going to go for a Lundell, a, 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 a good prospect, like a, a, a top level prospect if they can't get a first.
0: Yeah, because there's going to be uh, teams that are going to be in a bidding war for his services. So they will be able to get a little bit more of a premium out of them. Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned the Rangers are also another team that will be looking for a left-handed defenseman. <clears throat> Adam Fox and only Fox. <laughs> no, but they have a prospect who has asked for a trade. So a craft stop. There's, yes. a, there's a high-end prospect. So maybe something like that. If you're not going to get that first-round pick, then that that kind of higher-end prospect.
1: You might even be able to get a first round pick plus, especially if the Rangers know Kratzoff wants yeah. to go. You might be able to say, "Listen, you know we can uh, give you this and our first round pick and kratsoff mm-hmm. for Charot, maybe a second or something."
0: Similar. Yeah, something uh, along those lines. Maybe a first and a lower end. I don't know, like a first and a third or something. You know, you're you're going to get teams in a prospect or, or a bidding war of some kind. Uh. So you, you may as well try and get as much as possible. And that, that's definitely something I think uh, Gordon and the new GM are going to do. Um, moving on from him to something that's a little bit more difficult, uh, There's There has been talks of him being out there. His name's been out there, been out there. And I would not be surprised to see him traded, to be honest. You're not going to be able to trade Armia his contract sucks and he's playing like shit. Yes. So you have a Lekinen who's making 2.3, who's an RFA next year. So he's under team control. He plays the way coaches salivate for, he doesn't finish as much as he can, but he play, he's, he's arguably the best four checker on the team. He's one of the best back checkers on the team. He's very good at uh, over 200 feet. So a first uh, a first round pick out of a uh, a contender, I don't think is too much to ask.
2: I could see a team like St. Louis being and um, yeah yeah be a team that could that could look at him. They play a they play the, a very similar style, and um, after what they did to, to Minnesota the other day at the Winter Classic, I think they're a team that, to to look out for. That's really going to come down to goaltending for them.
0: I think Colorado yeah. might be a
1: team to look at for this.
2: Another that would be another one I look at as well.
1: Yeah, that's who I was going to mention. Colorado Leckanin. You know, whether Colorado will want to give up a first or not, but uh, I don't see why they
0: wouldn't. It's going to be a thirty-second overall pick anyway.
1: What about someone like Sam Girard?
2: Yeah, there'd be a, well, there'd have to be some 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 giver. Montreal some, would have to give
0: to have give a little bit more than
1: in, but uh, I
0: can't see that being a deadline deal. That's more of an off-season deal. Mm.
1: I mean, Lekkinen is an RFA next year too, so that uh, it does give the team a little bit of control over him for the next uh, the next, next season. Year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. First, Lekkinen. Lekkinen to me doesn't seem like. A, but you're absolutely right. He's that type of player that people want in the playoffs. So, again, if Savard can get a first, and if, if you can get a first and a fourth for Savard, uh, I and mean, that's a that's a third pairing defenseman basically with Tampa. Um, yeah i don't see why you can't i mean much yeah, exactly. can come out of this deadline with like three four first round picks they yeah. could, um,
0: they could. <laughs> well, maybe they, you
2: look at maybe you look at florida we already brought florida up with Sherrod. maybe florida could take a swing at a guy like leckman
0: i don't know if they have a need for uh the type of player that he is they have a couple of guys like that that kind of fit their system uh colorado's missing that kind of player they they had several of them last year they lost a couple to the they lost to the expansion draft, uh, free agency. Having uh, they want to solidify their third line with actual, good skill, talented two way players. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah,
1: but just the, yeah. the Finnish
0: guy can't finish. So <laughs> that's true. And, and with, for the Canadians, I mean, yes, it'll hurt to move Lekin, but at the same time, Armia's is still there, who can fill a fourth line role, albeit way overpriced and Yolonin is working his way into the system now and he plays a similar style a little bit more offensive not quite as good defensively but he can fill that kind of a role Um, so it's not as big of a loss to the Canadians so if someone offers you a first take the first
2: oh 100% they'd be silly not to
0: yeah you save a little bit of money on the cap you can move that around a little bit gets it gets things started so That's Sherratt and Lekanen, so possibly two first-round picks right there. Uh, Moving on from them, uh, we've got some of the contracted players. So, Carey Price. This is the big one. There's been talk about him now for a solid week on talk radio because the Canadians are playing. They need something to talk about. So, Carey Price. Do you guys think he could possibly be traded this season? Matt, you go first. No? No. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even consider it. You wouldn't consider it as a Montreal side or from someone else's side.
2: From Montreal side, I would. I would hold on to Price one hundred percent.
0: What if he said, "I don't want to be here for a rebuild"?
2: Then that's no. That would be a like it just to trade him. Just to trade him, I wouldn't do. If oh, there was, clearly if, there, right, if if there was more if there was more behind the uh more behind the curtain that he wanted to move then you obviously you're gonna look at um you know asset management and the, the the a major return this isn't gonna be something that uh you'd you'd have to get assets back that could help the team right away it wouldn't be uh we're gonna we're gonna give up our franchise player for rebuilding to for for um for draft picks and prospects.
0: Well, clearly if he is on the block, it's because he said he didn't want to be there for a rebuild. And I can see it. I mean, he he's yeah. this past summer, he lifted his no move clause. So Seattle can take him. And he was probably looking at going, well, you know what? Seattle takes me. I get to go back to where, uh, to where I played junior hockey. My wife's family's there. There's less pressure. It's a new, a new beginning. I'll be fine there. But uh Maybe he wants to win a cup before he retires, and the Canadians aren't going to be giving him that opportunity. Not in the next two three years. Neither yeah, they're still
2: Seattle, though. Yeah, he wouldn't. We, with no, Seattle, neither would Otto.
0: Seattle, but just because of the situation that they were in at the time. You know, it, that's where his wife's family's from. It's close to where he grew up. Uh, it's where he played junior. He'd be comfortable there. So maybe he would by lifting the no move clause. Basically, he was saying he'd be comfortable going there. But now, if he wants to win, there's, there's other teams that he would have to go to. Yeah.
1: I, the issue, the, here's the issue. I don't think Price gets traded this season. I'm not saying he's not going to be traded. I'm not saying he's going to stay with Montreal. And I'm not saying Montreal should keep him. Um, I don't see a contending team affording Carey Price, which will leave Montreal holding 50 to 60% of his salary uh for the next four years and i just don't think that's viable for montreal either. it's not a,
2: it's not a good it's not a good hockey move um, keep no. the keep the keep the talent on your team
1: and because of his price because of his price tag i don't see the stuff coming back being sufficient enough to justify getting rid of price in the first place
2: yeah like a um, lot of people right now they're talking about edmonton because edmonton is in dire need of goaltending however it's Everything is like, well, you guys can get Koskinen back or you guys can get Mike Smith back. Well, they're not going to be able to, you know, they're not going to be the people that are going to be able to be a starter in the Canadians organization and help them and and help them, but they're not going to help them through any sort of rebuild or retool or anything like that. Right. You give up a franchise goaltender and you don't have anybody else to lean on, then.
0: Well, obviously Edmonton would have to give up more than just the cost. Curve. No, no, no. But you know what but I mean? At the but same that time, but that but that would be the goaltender coming back. It would be one of those two. Who cares? Right? Give us a goalie. I don't give a shit. It it's up, it's dollar in dollar out with Edmonton because they're right up on the cap. So if yeah, you're but, giving them ten and a half million, you have to take ten and a half million back.
1: Yeah, yeah but what does Edmonton have that's gonna give you ten and a half million without taking Dry or McDavid? That's right.
0: You'd have and to take gonna, some of their lower end guys or
1: and then you're not getting anything back for your product. That's right. You're not getting anything back for your for your goaltender. That, that, that's the that's the point I was trying to make. Like, yeah, and I agree, of,
2: and and I, and I, I agree I, with Treg that the majority of the teams right now that are that are uh, pushed against the cap or that are contending for a, for a cup, they've got goaltending. The majority of them. The majority of them do. I think he could be a good.
1: To personally, I think he'd be a great fit in Colorado. I think he could put Colorado through that. I I think. I think so too, but the problem with Colorado is they don't have the money for him,
2: and they also don't want to give season up season move for him, and they don't want to give up the players. The, they don't exactly. want to give up the players right now. That to, to get they him would have there. to to get him yeah. to get him in
1: there, and and I think that's the issue with price is, is like you said, don't trade him just to trade him. I don't yep. think I I would not be surprised he's moved in the off season. That would not surprise me. However, what are you getting back for that ten and a half million dollars? Yeah. Because you're not going to get back what you could get back for a star player. Yeah. Well, and Simple here's the fact because th- it's $10.5 million.
0: For the new management and the new direction of the team, you have to move Carey Price.
1: I don't it's, think you have to.
0: You have to. You absolutely have to. Carey Price needs a place where he can win. That's not Montreal. Montreal needs to move on from that contract. Colorado, I think, would be a good landing spot for him in the offseason, and this is where I think Giroud would come into play. play. He's got $5 million on the cap. The Canadians can eat, say, $2 million off of uh, Carey Price's contract. Yeah, that's $2 million per year for four more years, but that's that's a hefty price tag for a goaltender. So now you're looking at a uh, to the Canadians taking on about seven and a half million of the ten and a half. It's it's massageable from that point. At, le- at least in this case, the Canadians are getting something of value for their goaltender, someone that's going to be there for a longer term because uh, Giroud is under contract for five more seasons. He's young. He's the type of defense and they need, they kind of need. So I can see that fit, but absolutely price. If you're going to do any kind of retool or rebuild, Price has to move.
1: I disagree that Price has to move. I see what you're saying. I, I understand the logic to it.
0: I don't think he has to move. Um, yeah, he does. If he's there, you have to go for it. He's like, he's like uh, Crosby and Malkin or having a McDavid and Sidle. If you have players like that, you have, you have the responsibility to the player to try and win with him in Montreal, they can't do it. So you give him the opportunity somewhere else. I guess
2: he's also a player you build around though. Right. So I
0: think, I think
1: that's what I'm thinking. Like I, I think also... yes, he has four years, but you, with him in nets, you could turn your rebuild from a five-year rebuild into two, maybe a three-year yeah. rebuild.
2: So what Is happens it, in we're, the last we're, two we're, years, like, we're like right now we're looking at a team that just went to the cup final. And I know that there's, that, that is, that it is a different team. Um, but nobody knew that Shea Weber wasn't going to come back. I think the players did. And that's why I think that that final game was such an emotional time. And we saw everyone go to him. Um, it wasn't everyone going for support. Everybody went to Shea Weber and, you know, looking back on it now, I think that's, that's the reason for it. Um, They make some, if they make the right moves in.
0: Pause, pause, pause. New Brunswick internet sucks. All right. So he's, he's kind of frozen. He's going to come back and blurt a bunch of words.
1: I think what he's trying to say is they're better off making a retool instead of a full rebuild, keeping carry price, and then building around that. That that's where I think he's going.
0: I don't. I don't see that working again, we missed everything you said, Matt, because you froze, and you're gone yeah I, I don't see that working again they They did the retool a few years ago, but he was he was thirty at the time, and now you're looking at someone who's thirty five by the time next year starts. I can't see you building on a ten and a half million dollar goalie who's thirty eight years old.
1: I just personally think you're stuck with him. To be honest with you
0: injury unless, issues in unless salary, he takes I a think cap. you're stuck yeah. with him. And I think there he is. Oh, he's giving us the finger. Oh. And, oh, and, and I, think, uh, I think,
1: I uh, think, and I think that's why he stays and, and and maybe he goes in the off season. I don't think it's smart for Montreal to take cap. I really don't.
0: Well, they're going to um, have to take a contract back and it's not going to be pretty. I can see it. Yes. A contract
1: back is yeah. fine with me, but what I'm saying is to eat cap just to get rid of carry price. I think is the wrong thing to do.
0: I think it's absolute mistake to do 50%. But if you're no, holding a million, 100%, 100% maybe million and a half,
2: cannot be 50%. No. Yeah. Because no, no. you
0: don't want to, you, sure.
2: you don't want to bring a new organ. You don't want to bring in a new management team to say, okay, this is the, this is the core that you have. This is the team that you have. Oh, by the way, you're missing this for the, the next amount of years yeah. because we made this deal.
1: Yeah. So I, I uh, I don't know. It, it,
2: price is a tough situation.
1: I mean, if I go with my heart, I want him to stay. If I go with my brains, I I still don't think he needs to go. However, it all depends on which road that the Montreal Canadiens plan on taking.
0: In my heart, I want him to stay in Montreal and I want him to win in Montreal. I also want him
1: winning a cup, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see him going to a cup contender because I can't see one that I can afford him.
0: That's, that's the rub. Like what, did, what do they have to do to make it happen? It's going to be hard and you're not going to get the value of what a carry price is because the contract is kind of an anchor on that value.
1: And that's what, another thing that bothers me is it's going to end up being like another wad deal. You're going to get rid of your big superstar goalie and get nothing back because what can you get back when you're give, trying to give up 10 and a half million, even if you give up seven and a half of that 10 to
0: as long as you're not handing over a keen with him
1: <laughs> but still i'm i'm just saying like i mean a lot of reports are like sharott and price to edmonton you know to help edmonton out and help them get their cup but you're going to get nothing back from edmonton polviar oh, maybe. maybe maybe you know what i mean you're going to get nothing koskinen and polviarvi and I don't know a second round draft pick or something stupid, uh, and it's all because of the salary. And I mean, yeah. even that—if you want to give up salary, then they're going to try to like—I you know, don't know—give you James Neal and all these other, you know. Well, he's in St. Louis. Oh, that's right, he is in St. Louis. Why well, was I thinking he was still in Edmonton? Or you know, you're going to get someone, yeah, a yeah, fourth. You know, a third or fourth liner is making three and a half million. That's putting up nothing, which Montreal has tens of. And uh, you know well, they did before everybody got COVID. Well, I yeah. mean, they got ten of them sitting at home in their room isolating. But that's that that's just the way I look at it. So price price won't get traded. Price won't get traded during the season, but it could be an off season move. Could it be more than one team involved too?
0: But this, to me, this is uh, something that the new GM is going to have to deal with. And we're going to talk about the new GM here in a moment. But first, word from our sponsor. Boxing Rock Puck Off Lagerdale. If you got up at the break of dawn and spent all day drinking rink coffee while cheering your team under your hockey blanket, you and your dedicated ways deserve a super refreshing, perfectly normal beer to share with your friends. Puck Off Lagerdale is brewed with hockey and all of its characters in mind. Cheers to a great puck off and cheers to you, hockey parents, inspiring coaches, valiant referees, and of course, the ever loyal fans. And for our listeners in Nova Scotia, you can win yourself a 12, a 12 box of canned puck off Lagerdale. You have to be 19 and over and all you have to do is tag Habs Unfiltered on any social platform that we are on. And tell us why you like listening to our show. Hell, you could even say you like making fun of Treg. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just tell us what you think. And you are entered to win for 12 cans of Puckoff Loggerdale. Moving on to the GMs. So, the... We are recording. It is Wednesday night, the 6th of January. Renaud Lavoie of TVA has stated that within the next 10 days, the Canadians are going to have a new GM. Uh, Bob Ganey, uh, Bob Landelauer, uh, Jeff Molson, they're sitting in a committee to decide who that's going to be. There's eight to 10 names out there. So we'll start with Treg and we'll ask you what are the names that intrigue you the most and why? Intrigue me. Yes.
1: Um, Emily Castongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an agent for the NHLPA. Uh, she represents uh, Alexis Lafreniere, Anton Roussel, Matthew Joseph, and also Cedric Cat. Um, a she's a woman b it seems like the type of person Gordon wants to work with because they're on the money side and on the cap side and they have that business you know like a kent hughes i guess you could say only um another like kent one hughes,
0: I, she played ncaa
1: hockey correct she played she played hockey she, so she knows what she's doing yeah um and she has a law degree um mark denny from rds uh i think he's a great hockey mind i think he would fit in uh in good in a, in a gm position uh both of them however lack any type of experience of any kind in a management position
0: um nah, not not mark Denis. he's worked uh, with me Oh, okay. I,
1: I didn't know that about Mark Denis.
0: And I would
1: go with, uh, uh, we're going to talk about him, but, and I'm going to go with Mark, uh, Roberto Luongo. <clears throat> and the reason I'm going with Roberto, although I don't think he's going to get the job is, uh, uh, again, I think he's a good hockey mind. He's been working with team Canada for the Olympics. And, uh, I think, uh, he put the, uh, I think he put the, uh, not the Canada Cup, but the World Cup team together as well. World
2: Championship team. World
1: Championship team. And uh, I I think he has a good mind and he's a good young, I mean, young considering uh, person for the job. And uh, they're the three, I'll I'll name those three, but I mean, Matthew Darsh and Madden Jr. and a couple other guys come to mind as well. But uh, they're the ones that intrigue me the most that I like to see. Um, And I think you could might even see all three of them get into position because you still need a, uh, a couple of assistant GMs and, a and a head of, uh, well, I guess, uh, I was going to say a head of scouting, but I guess what's his name took that over, uh, uh, point. uh
0: Martin at point.
1: point took that over.
0: So what about you, Matt? Who, who's a, what's a couple of names that intrigue you and why? I would say
2: the ones that intrigue me the most right now, um, a Darsh would probably be one of the ones that intrigues me the most. Um, he played this, the majority of his career with the, uh, with the Canadians between uh, 2009 and 2012. Um, he's a two-time cup winner now in, uh, on the executive level with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning as their director of hockey operations. Um, obviously he knows the market. He knows he's obviously bilingual. He, um, you know, he's Quebec born, et cetera, et cetera. He checks all the boxes and uh, you know, he's, he's learned from, uh Pretty good executive um, branch in uh, in Tampa Bay. Obviously, back to back Cup winners, etc. Um, another one uh, that would intrigue me as well would be Llongo. Um The thing that I'm kind of wary about is would he leave Florida? He's such a pillar in that in, in the community that he's in. Um, I remember when the uh, when that school shooting happened, uh, him coming out to Center Ice and having a, a very long conversation. Um, about it and about the the impact of the community and everything and um but if he feels that it's time or that his family feels time for him to take this next step he would be among the the top of the list i believe uh, Trey already brought up the fact that he uh he was you know the architect of team canada's gold medal winning squad for the uh 2021 world championships He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He ranks, uh, I think, fourth all-time in NHL wins. He's a good hockey mind. He's from Montreal. So I, I think it would be a, a, a good pick. And uh, the other one I'll bring up, uh, Treg already kind of talked about him, was, was, is Ken Hughes as well, who's a player agent. Um, he's with Cortex Management. He represents uh, players like uh, Chris Letang, Marco Scandella, Anthony Beauvillier, Patrice Bergeron, et cetera. I think that if they're going to speak to an agent, he's going to be the one that's going to be on their on the radar the most. He's going to be somebody that, uh, Gordon can kind of look at the hockey side of it and maybe lean towards some of the future assistant general managers on the hockey side of thing. And he'll be there for contract negotiations and uh, and scouting and a little bit of, a little bit of that because, you know, that's what he does for a living.
0: All right, and before I get into mine, I want to have another moment to uh, talk about our sponsors because it's going to be a close shave whoever they pick and manscaped is known for that so cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep how about having clean and shiny balls all year round our sponsors at manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever set your first new year's resolution with good intentions and join the four million men worldwide we trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to Manscaped and use code unfiltered20 for 20% off plus free shipping. It's new year, new me with the global lenders, the leaders in below the waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand new ultra premium body wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. The electronic trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land. 2022 looks to be. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying crop preserver and crop reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smallest uh, smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And the new product that needs no introduction, although we're doing it, the Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, yeah. I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash smells great too. It's cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin fresh and feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code unfilter 20 cheers to new balls in 2022. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unfiltered 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code UNFILTERED20. It's new year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. Now, back to the GMs. Um, Treg, you mentioned Marc Denis. Matt, you mentioned Matthew Dausch. Um Those two intrigue me a little bit. Uh, the news coming out of, uh, out of Montreal, is that Arroyo has not been given his interview yet. He's does he's not scheduled for one. Personally, I don't think he would be a good fit with this team. I uh, think
2: they're still going to talk to him.
0: They, they will eventually. I think they're but still going to
2: talk to him.
0: I think it's just a formality because I don't feel that he would fit with what they're going to do. Gorton is someone that he likes to work as a team. He likes to share ideas, but is not really that kind of a person. He's would you bring about... him
2: in? Would you bring him in for an assistant? No, no,
0: no. no.
1: Bring I'd him in as a coach. Yeah. yeah, I'd bring him in as a coach. I think he'd make yeah. an excellent coach in Montreal. I, I, I absolutely, I, hands down. I think he'd be an excellent coach. I, and but that's it. Just a coach. See, in, in I, Colorado, he had. I the think vice there's going to be
2: a vacancy too.
1: Yes, there will. Uh, he had the vice presidency so he did have some kind of management say Uh, and I think that's what where the rift happened with him and Sackick he wanted certain players and Sackick basically just said no go fuck yourself and he took his puck and went home Um, but as a coach and just a coach I think he'd make an excellent coach in Montreal
0: see because for me it's whoever they hire as the GM is going to have to work as a team with Gordon, but I can't do that. They're also pro- more than likely going to step in and take over the, uh, the amateur scouting side, because that's going to be extremely important. So the GM is going to have to take over that, that role as well and oversee that. So I, I just don't see him doing that either. I don't see how do I would fit there. Now, someone like Denis I think would be excellent in a position like that he he's been at all the games he, you he knows the players in and out he's very good at uh, identifying talent skill reading uh reading patterns he's he's excellent at that and not to mention hockey quebec hired him to pres- uh, to uh chair a committee on how to better develop hockey players in quebec so he's known for that eye and for that ability to build that development system so He's someone I would look to, um, but. Speaking, speaking of hockey,
2: Quebec. Yeah. How about someone like Tebow, who's the executive director of hockey, Quebec?
0: Well, his name hasn't been bandied about. Maybe, yet, maybe
2: so... not, maybe not for a GM position, but maybe a position within the organization. They want to Possibly. grow the game. They want to grow the game. They want to bring in French speaking um, members
0: to this team, etc. If he's um, willing to leave his QMJHL team that he partially owns. I was gonna say GMs I think he's too involved
1: with the Phoenix to uh to move on right now. Yeah. He owns it. He he's the GM, plus he's with the uh QMJHL uh executive. He's also he on the work...
0: hockey Quebec executive th- yeah. uh development committee.
1: So he has a lot of things going on. Uh although it's an interesting cause uh, he won GM of the year last year or the year before with the the last full year they had with the Q um he'd be he'd be interesting I just think he's too involved with what he's doing right now and I think he'll want to see that progress before he moves on personally that that's what I think with him
0: yeah yeah I agree I don't know if he like I I understand your point Matt uh, bringing him in I think you're right he would probably be a good fit but like Treg I just don't see him being willing to give up his position just like Luongo Matt you mentioned Luongo and his the way the position he is in down in florida with his family and i think that's another another person who's probably not going to take a take a job with the canadians because of all the other things he's doing in his per, his personal life and um and, and whatnot now i think uh, danny briere is another name that's going to be involved here and they will talk to him i think he'll make it to the second round of uh interviews but i don't i don't know if he's going to get the GM job, but he'd be a good fit as an AGM.
2: Yeah. He'd be another guy. who's a, to, to, to he, he's held different positions and um, he's, yeah. he's um, he was with the flyers for a little bit as a special assistant to the general manager, uh, the Rangers, he's with Maine and with the Rangers, etc. cetera. Um, he's a good hockey mind as well. He's still young. He's got a, he, you know, we played the one year with the Canadians, but he knows the market. He knows what it's like to be a French Canadian hockey player. Um, I don't know. I, I, as as you were saying i don't think that he's going to jump into the into the number one position um the one that's kind of surprising that we haven't heard much from is um madden jr
0: His but it name seemed, wasn't even on a list it, exactly I but
2: i it's, think it's, he's involved with the anaheim i think so too because they're looking for one as well um i think that he's going to be on that committee oh you know he's going to be on that list
0: yeah hi
1: I personally think three of these people are going to be hired, so
0: it very that, well could be. It very well and could that's be. that's the next question I'm going to bring to you guys. Who do you think is going to be the GM?
2: Matthew Darsh. I think it's going to be Darsh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's who I thought too. Yeah, I think personally it's going to be Darsh, and then if you see some AGMs, maybe out of that group, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at uh, Breer. As maybe an AGM, and um, I do. I I don't think Loango would take an AGM position. He, I I think he could get that elsewhere. I think Loango would take the GM position.
1: I don't think he'd take an assistant chief position. Uh, I personally think it's going to be a Matthew Darsh with uh, Mark Denis and uh, one of the females as the AGM. That could be.
0: Could be Danielle Sauvageau.
1: I think is I I mentioned uh Castonge that how you say Yeah, it? yeah but yeah, I Asian, tr- yes. I think Savago really has some more experience in the in the she NH does. in the hockey side of things. She was the assistant coach for the PEI the first woman assistant coach in the Quebec uh major juniors and she was coach of the women's uh, Olympic team that won gold yeah. so uh
0: And she also she was also the head uh coach she Oh. The head coaching mentor for Hockey Canada for several years, she's and uh, a she GM. Built that
1: team for the Montreal team, women's team there, the Montreal. Yeah. Cardinals, they the yeah. Uh, no, it was the. Uh, let
0: me see. Oh here. no, the uh, PWHA Montreal Carabins,
1: the Montreal Carabins.
0: Oh, the CIS team. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Where yeah. Uh, you know they won the
0: national championship there. So, but she's also been the GM uh, for professional women's hockey. So she's got some executive experience there as well. I, I do, I do. Think I think they want to hire
1: a woman in a, yeah. in a high position, not just Shantel, uh, nothing against Shantel McAvee, but I think they want more women in these positions. That's why I think whether she's the head of scouting or what she's going to be AGM, whatever you want to call it, maybe the GM for Laval. Uh, I think yeah. a woman's going to fit in there somewhere. So I, I look at Mark Denis and Matthew Darsh as the big main hires. With a, one of the uh, two uh, women candidates as the other
0: I'm AGM. not too sure that uh, Mat denis would leave RDS for an a g m spot with all the other things that he's doing as well maybe um, maybe i mean daniel Savajo, i can see her taking an a g m s position uh but i do feel that met is the he's the front runner he is the one that they're looking to because he sees uh the more modern style you look at tampa bay they're winning stanley cups by using those that modern format of the defender big strong mobile puck moving types skilled up front solid goaltend like he and he's worked as an executive he's got some stanley cup wins he's been a player he speaks french he's from the area he he checks all the boxes uh I know Kent Hughes is another guy people have been talking about, but there's a guy that's been living in Boston since he was in college. Yeah. He grew up in Montreal. Yeah. He's bilingual, but is he still fluently bilingual effectively, or is it just passable in conversation so that he can talk to the Francophone players that he signed as an agent? There's a lot involved there. So, and is he willing to leave the company that he built Making millions of dollars as an agent, is he willing to leave that behind to take this job? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I saw also look at it too is as Matthew Darsh isn't just going to be a puppet for Gordon. You look at some of these no. other people with no experience whatsoever, like you're, Not that Briere doesn't have any experience, but none it's at going the NHL level. The stri-
2: it's going to be who's who, really who, pulling the strings. Who's
1: really pulling the strings yeah. here? It's going to yeah. it's going to be Gordon. And I think with Darsh and Gordon, they can work hand in hand because you got to remember. I think what Molson wants is a vice president of hockey ops and a GM. They're going to work hand in hand to build the team.
2: Yeah.
1: I think Gordon's- Gordon will have a little more say. Yeah. just because of his position, but I don't think it's So all these people who argue that, uh, Oh, you're not getting the best candidate because of language. They've already hired the best candidate. Now they're hiring a French person or a, a bilingual speaking person to work hand in hand with that best guy. So now you have two of the best because now you're getting the best.
0: And you're mentoring the next one. And you're, and you're mentoring the next one coming up. So Now, Gorton also mentioned that he wants someone that has uh, strengths that he doesn't. He wants someone that complements him. Yeah. Gorton never played. He, he came up, uh, well, he played high school hockey, but he, he never played professional. He, he was never drafted. And he came up as a video guy. So he's, he can identify skill. He's good for that. He, he maybe he's not as good at uh, negotiations. So maybe he, that's why the agents are in there. Um, former players being there clear, clearly so that they can help with that point of view of it on development. And so again, that's, partially why i think darsh is the front runner
2: yeah i agree
1: I, I think darsh is
2: it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me and i wouldn't be surprised if they do bring in darsh that we see uh when when they eventually look at a coaching change because i think we can all agree that that's more than likely happen in the offseason that they look at a guy like uh group
0: god i hope so because i don't right. want i do not want guy Boucher.
2: Right. Well, that's another that's another name that's been bumped up there because of Darsh, right? So, right?
0: But he's never coached anywhere else since he was fired by the Canadians, which is weird because he has a good record. He does, which he does. That, that's a red flag for me. I
1: I often wonder if Ganey just fired him to save his own ass. Possibly,
0: but, but then why not right. take he, another
1: job? Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he only wants to coach the Canadians. I don't Maybe.
2: know. Maybe I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. It's uh, I think that'll be the next thing we'll be looking at after a GM comes out. We'll be looking at who's available. And I mean,
1: uh, Gordon says he's keeping the coach for the year. That makes sense to me. It makes sense. To, <laughs> I don't know. Well, well there's
2: there's uh, there's going to be other people that are going to be available in that time.
1: But I don't know if. uh, if the GM who comes in is going to say, you know what, I'd rather see us win a little bit before the season ends. That's than, true. Yeah. Then especially you know, if they guy buy in. is way in over his head. Yeah.
2: Especially if they start bringing in some of their young prospects, like, uh, yeah. like Gou- if Gooley starts to play, or, or they get Jordan Harris signed or anything, they'd like to see them roll around a little bit more of a winning mentality.
0: And crafts off when they sign when they get him in from the Rangers, yeah. they're going to want to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to want better coaching for him. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh that
1: that's who I, that i think there's going to be under these candidates i think you're going to see multiple people hired and i i don't see Darsh darsh darth i don't see darsh coming over as a agm i don't see him making a lateral move
2: no why no, I think leave, so why
1: no. why leave a contending team to do the same job on a team that's headed towards the basement so if he's not the gm he's not he's not coming over and then you just, I think you just missed out on a good, another, like with Brisbane, you just missed out on a great opportunity to have a, yeah, to have a good GM. And,
0: and another thing on Darsh, uh, for those who think he doesn't have any real executive experience, except for those two years, they need to remember that he was the vice president of a shipping company out of Montreal. So he's, yeah. he's got the business side of it. He he has his degree in business. Uh, he is, he has negotiated deals and contracts for, that shipping company out of Montreal. So he, he has that aspect as well. So he has a lot of the stuff that Gorton would be looking for.
1: And you have Jeff Gordon.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the two have the same type of mentality when it comes to a team, building a team, good mobile defenseman skill up front, build through the draft, especially Montreal because you're not going to attract a lot of free agents.
1: You might with this new uh, management. You might Not have... for the next little bit, though. Well, no, because they're they're going to be terrible. But yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, you know, someone speaking to Ducharme. Someone brought up on Twitter. They hope that the new management team doesn't look at the season. And go well. We had a lot of injuries and a lot of people out. Maybe we should really give you know. Now that we have the team together, we should give them a try. Yeah. No. I mean, if you're still using Caulfield wrong on the power play, you're not, you're doing something wrong. And when you I have an AHL
0: every... team and you, Caulfield is still not being placed in the, in the right positions, yeah, you're doing something that's wrong. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's a problem. You have your, you're probably your most deadliest shooter on the ice is Caulfield, and you're not putting him in a shooting position ever.
0: Although in the last couple of games, he has been on that, that side. On is on just the, not uh, getting the puck on the left side, ready for he's the one-timer.
2: Standing, he's just standing here like this.
0: Anyone? Oh, yeah. Ready to go.
2: Pete, Jeff,
1: Petrie, are you, is that you? Petrie? I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here.
0: Yeah. But, uh, Yet another reason that new coaching might be needed is ugh, special teams are
1: suck. They just suck. Everyone behind that bench got to go. Every single one of
0: them. Yeah. It's um, going to be a wholesale change. I think we're going to see New coaches, new management. New Vino, Tarion,
1: Carboneau. We're going to take over <laughs> in behind that uh, bench.
0: You're going to have Tarion smoking his darts on the other side.
1: Listen here, boys. You got to play the power, play
0: better. Walking around in his underwear in his office, just staring <laughs> at people while he smokes. <laughs>
1: Terry Ryan, we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, no, I... This it's a it's a very important next few months for the Canadians, especially if they're going to be rebuilding. You're going to have the new GM in place, you're going to have a new plan in place. And this summer at the draft in Montreal, you're looking at a team that's going to have possibly as much as 15 picks, and maybe three of those, maybe five. Not, yeah. Yeah, maybe three first rounders, maybe six or seven in the top 60. So it's going to be an important next six months. And they
1: might even get to change two of those first rounders into a higher first round pick.
0: What Gorton has been known to do.
1: Yeah. Because uh, we all know Bergevin never moved anything. Like he had all <sighs> those second round picks and could never get another first round pick. I don't know why,
0: but I think the last, the last time the Canadians traded up in the draft in the first round was when they got Tenorti. And I'm trying to remember, is that is that Goatsy that did that or was that Ganey that did that? It's been so long.
1: I don't remember what year Tenority got drafted.
0: Was it 2012? I think it was 2012. So that 2012. would have been... 2012
1: was Galchenyuk. I know that for a fact, because that's the year Yakupov was drafted.
0: 2010. It was in 2010. So that would have been Ganey.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Hockey TV, don't let me down. Yep, twenty
0: ten. <laughs> hey, there we go. Not bad, not bad. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been twelve years since the Canadians have traded up. So who knows this this summer if uh, a player the Canadians really like is sitting there after they made their first pick, maybe they trade up on, uh, to pick that guy. Maybe it'd be fun to watch because we're going to be there.
1: Here's a quick question: Does Shane Wright go first overall?
0: Right now, I'd say yes.
1: Yes. Does Montreal take Shane Wright, or do they take the Albertan French guy?
0: No, they take Shane Wright. If they're picking first,
1: they're picking Shane Wright.
0: Yeah, they're taking Shane Wright.
1: Assassin, I'm just asking.
0: Yeah, no. Because it's in
1: Montreal, and the guy has a French name, even though I don't think he speaks a word of French.
0: No, no. (laughs) He's from Alberta or something like that. BC or Alberta. Yeah.
1: Alberta, I think. Uh, what's his name again? Simon? It's what? No, Sabo.
0: Matthew Savoy.
1: Matthew Savoy.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's the dart. He's, he's supposed to go second. Don't. Nope. We're doing both years at once. It's the dart. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: Montreal could. Montreal would almost be better trying to do another playoff run this year than tag next year, really, <laughs> because I think Bedard's going to be a better pick than Shane Wright
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. I think Shane Wright's going to be a good NHLer, but yeah, I think I think Connor Bedard is going to be the uh, the star of the two.
1: I think he's going to be a Huberto type player. Who? Shane Wright.
0: If he's a Huberto type player, I'm in.
1: Well, I mean, but I think he's going to be like a star first line player. I don't yeah, think yes. he's going to be. He's not going to be a generational talent or anything like that.
0: Well, I don't think Bedard but... is a generational talent, but he is going to be a star. I don't
1: know Bedard. I don't know.
0: Eh, Eh. he's no Conor McDavid.
1: Conor McDavid is so overrated.
0: Okay, fine. He's no Nick Ritchie.
1: (laughs) Don't get me into that.
0: (laughs) Nick Ritchie's going to be awesome with Matthews. It's going to be awesome. And to quote Max Domi, waivers... Why don't you all pick them up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we got All right. So final thoughts. Final thoughts. So uh Trey, final thoughts. Uh
1: final thoughts.
0: Uh just take care of yourself
1: and each other. Thanks, Jerry Springer.
0: Party on, Wayne.
1: Final thoughts, Matt.
2: I think much I think uh Treg just um doomed us and i think montreal is gonna end up picking up richie now but it's gonna be after he (laughs) after he clears waivers they're actually gonna trade for him
1: a first rounder
2: yeah probably with our luck no i'm just you know happy to have everybody back and uh just to uh, just to let everybody know to follow us on all of our platforms and to follow us uh you know twitter instagram etc and uh check out our new website at HabsUnfiltered.net.
1: If you miss my gym picks and that it's Instagram,
2: Treg Wilson on Instagram.
0: <laughs> and that's why I blocked you. <laughs> you gotta you gotta give some kind of a warning. You gotta say 18 and pl- 18 plus on, on your Instagram.
1: I, I put it on Instagram now. I don't put it on Twitter because you there complain you too much. You complain <laughs> too much that your wife was on Twitter all night, so I stopped.
0: <laughs> now she's stuck on Instagram. <laughs> Looking at Matt. <laughs> no, that's, she's on OnlyFans. OnlyFans, only yeah.
1: <laughs> that the foot pictures are are curious there, Matt. I'm just saying. Sorry about. Yeah, that. yeah, that was kind of weird.
0: <laughs> Although I do like the the uh, color you chose for the nails. That was that was nice.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: I, I might I might go pick that up for myself actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to remind everyone: check out HabsUnfiltered.net. And at that website, you'll find links to wherever you can listen to our show, our sponsors, the uh, promo codes so you can get your discounts, and possibly now that there's a blog feature, some blog posts from Matt. Deep thoughts we'll by Matt we'll Smith. We'll see. We'll see. Because uh, you know you got uh, you got screwed over by All Habs, and it'd be nice to see <laughs> you writing again. Name dropping. <laughs> <You're> fucking right. <laughs> name dropping. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. You guys make this fun, you make this exciting. Uh interacting with you guys, it's uh it's great uh having the two of you back on the show at the same time with me. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. We and of course ratings are going to go up because Matt's back.
2: So, happy to be happy to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I want to thank everyone for listening and remember, if you were talking about it, so are we.